This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. We're still on the series, God is for me, part five. And how many people believe that God is for you? Amen. Amen. In Psalms 118.6, it says, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? And so here, this is uh, powerful, um, what the psalmist is saying here. He says that I will not fear. You know, you know, the devil rules the world through fear. It's fear and greed. He operates through the entire world system. And of course, through the system of, of the kingdom system, it's love and faith. So the world is, is, is fear and greed, and the heavenly system is love and faith. Amen? And, and I'm telling you, and, and we got to be very careful and get a revelation that no matter what is happening in our lives, that we have to keep the love walk, we have to keep the fear out. Amen? And we can't afford to worry, we can't a- afford to fret about anything because this is a sign that we're believing if we're, if we're fretting or if we're worried. It's a sign that we're believing that the circumstances are bigger than our God. And our God is always bigger than the circumstances that we deal with. You know, I think about the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul, if you read any of, the, uh, of what he went through, he went through being stoned three times being shipwrecked, being, you know, snake-bitten. And, you know, you, you think that the devil was, was really out to kill Paul. But you know what? The devil could not kill Paul before his time. I'm going to say this, that the devil can't take you out before your time. No matter what opposition might be against you, the devil can't take you out before your time. And they tried to take Paul out. One time they stoned him. They left him for dead. And God raised him back up. Think think about that. And and none of us are going through what what Paul has went through in his life. And the enemy did everything he can to take Paul out. But Paul accomplished his mission. And I'm going to say this to you today. You're going to accomplish your mission. You're going to live a long life. Can I get a witness in the house today? I like what, what Paul was, was uh, writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4.8. He says, And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I love that. See, Paul had a revelation that no matter what he was going through in his life, that God has the delivering power to deliver us, but not only to deliver us, but to preserve us for the heavenly kingdom. Can I get a witness in the house? In 2 Thessalonians, Paul says it again, but the Lord is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. Who will establish you and guard you. Notice that he will establish us and guard us from the evil one. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so we have to, when we're looking at things that don't look good in our lives and 
when things don't look like they're supposed to, we got to understand the faithfulness of God. God is faithful no matter what it looks like. He is faithful to His Word. Amen? The Bible says that He, ex- he exalts His Word even above His name. Amen? In other words, that you can count on God's Word. It will never fail. Can I get a witness in the house today? Do I have any word people in the house today? Amen. So what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to do everything he can to put fear in our lives. And and I'm going to make a statement today. That's a strong statement. Fear is a little taste of hell. Oh, I'm preaching today. You might say, well, where do you get that, pastor? Well, let's look at the scriptures here. Because if you're dealing with fear, you're dealing with a little taste of hell. Glory to God. And I'm going to say this. None of us should be tasting hell. We should be tasting heaven, which is the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Some of us need to not be worried and just be happy. As the old saying, don't worry, be happy. I think, isn't that a song or something? A Jamaican song, don't worry, be happy. Amen. And we don't, we don't need to worry. We just need to be happy. Why? Because God is with us. God is for us. And God's going to help us. Amen. So in 1 John 4, 18, it says, There is no fear in love. No fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. See, that word torment is, uh, is, is, is the same word used when Jesus is talking about hell. And Jesus talks about hell. Hell is a place of torment. So what does, fear do, what does fear do to a Christian? It brings torment to us. Well, you, well let me dumb it down a little bit. Uh, instead of saying I'm in fear, you could just say worry. Yeah. Worry is the same thing as fear. So Are you hearing what I'm saying, Jay? It's the same thing. I'm worried or I'm concerned. Amen? It, it's the same thing. You, you, there's fear involved in that. A worry. Oh, I'm afraid this might happen. I'm afraid that I might get uh, the COVID if I go to church. Hello. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. No, no, no. You're putting faith in the negative. I'm afraid that we're, that we're going to go broke. No, if you're afraid, then you might go broke. Won't you start believing God that he's going to meet all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus? So I love this. Let's, let's back this up to 1 John four seventeen. It says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in the world. Yeah. So how, how, how come, as Christians, how, how can we have peace? Because, because we have confidence that Jesus paid the price that he was already judged on the cross for our sins. And it says that we have boldness in the day of judgment. See, judgment day is coming for both the Christian and the world. Oh, I'm preaching today. Judgment is coming. You say, well, my sins have already been judged on the cross. Yeah, but you will be judged for what you've done in, in the body. In your body, the Bible says, it will be judged for if we obeyed God down here. If we, if we walked in, in faith down here and, and did what God wanted us to do. There is a judgment. Now that judgment for the Christian is, 
Rather, he will receive rewards or he'll lose rewards. Amen? And I'm going to say, I, I want all the rewards I can get. And the, and the Bible says, some will just barely make it in. They will lose all their rewards, but at least they get heaven. Amen? And I, I, I just don't want to barely make it in. I, no, 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 no. I, I want to come in and I want, I want the rewards that God you know, has, has for me and then some. Can I get a witness in the day? So we got we, we to get a revelation. We got to get boldness because in the day of judgment. Why? Because we're walking with God and we're obeying him and we're doing his will. And, and, so, and so, so Jesus is in heaven right now. And he's representing us to the Father. I'm preaching today. Because whenever we make a mistake, or whenever we lose our temper, whenever Jesus is there saying, saying to the Father, Father, look at the blood. Look at my blood. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's, it's the blood of Jesus that keeps our relationship flowing with God. And then we represent Jesus down here on earth. Notice that because, because as he is, so are we in the world. And so, so Jesus is representing us to the Father, but we are representing uh, uh, to the world Jesus. We're representing the goodness and the grace of Jesus by how we live our lives. And we're living our lives for God. How many people are living your life for God? Amen. Amen. And so we know this, that the world is under judgment. We, we know that, and it says here, because even before you were saved, sometimes, when you, or even when you witness to people, sometimes when you start talking about God, they get nervous. They don't want to talk about God. Why? Because it, it brings a revelation to the fact that there might be a judgment day. And so sometimes people get in fear about talking to God. They don't want to talk about God. I'm talking about people that don't know God, people that are unsaved. And so they, they know because eternity has been put into the hearts of every person. And we all know deep down inside there will be a judgment day. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And in John 3, 18, it says, he who believes in him is not condemned. That's us. He, and it also says in another translation, he who believes in him is not judged. But he who does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So we see here that the unbeliever is already condemned. He's already judged. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So each one of us that are saved this morning has come out of the judgment of God. And we've come into the mercy and grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, so that's, that's beautiful. So, so we got to get a revelation that perfect love casts out fear. I love this because it doesn't matter what we're going through. It cannot separate us from the love of God. God's love will not be separated from us. Why? Because we're in Jesus Christ. If God will not stop loving Jesus, and if God doesn't stop loving Jesus, he won't stop loving, oh, I'm preaching us. If God's love is set on Jesus, how much more is it set on us because we're in Jesus? Are you getting a revelation today? So in Romans 8, 35, uh, 
It says here, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or even sword? He's talking about the death. He's talking about death. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through, through him who loved us. Now, let's drop down to 37. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is powerful because I'm saying this and Paul is saying this, that, that no matter what the devil throws at us, no matter what the devil's trying to do to, to separate our love from the Father, he can't do it. No created thing can separate us. No, no opposition, no plan from the devil can separate us from the love of God. Are you getting a revelation today? And if you get that revelation, no matter what the devil throws at us, as long as we maintain our love walk in Christ, amen, we won't get out of peace. We'll stay in peace and we will not allow fear to come into our equation. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so fear and worry doesn't please God. There's only one way that we please God. And how do we please God? By faith. So fear and worry, God doesn't understand when we operate in fear and worry. God doesn't pet us and say, it's okay, you're, you're a little scared, uh, that's all right. No, no, no. Jesus hated fear. Jesus hated uh, double-mindedness. He, they, Jesus didn't tolerate fear. Remember when, when Peter was walking on the water and then he started to... A sink in the water. But Jesus was right there. But he sunk because he started looking at the circumstances around him. And, and he, he lost his focus on Jesus. What is the devil trying to do? Get us to lose our focus. Lose our focus on the word of God. God's word is faithful. In other words, we've got to keep the word before us. If we're going to stay on the water... And we're going to continue to walk on the water with Jesus. We got to keep the word of God before us. But what the enemy will do is he will try to cause the wind. He will try to cause the waves. He will try to cause things to come in to get us not focus on the master, to get us focus on those things. And I'm telling you, you know, Peter started sinking, but he said, help me, Jesus. I'm telling you, where faith won't, you know, where your faith may not make it at times, God's mercy can get you there. I'm preaching today. Where faith may not get you there, God's mercy can come in and still save your life. And so Jesus' mercy took them by the hand and they were immediately on the boat. But what did Jesus say to them? Jesus did not commend him for walking on the water. Jesus said, you did a great job up until one point, Peter. He said, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Amen. In other words, he was saying, listen, I was right there with you. 
And I'm going to say this, even when we're going through the storms of life, Jesus is right there walking with us to get us back on the boat of safety. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we don't need to fear. I like what Psalms 54, 4 says, Behold, God is my helper. God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. So God is bringing people around us to pray for us. Uh, Amen. God is moving supernaturally. God's bringing angelic uh, hosts to help us. What? To accomplish the mission that God has set for each one of us to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We have angels at work. And I'm going to talk about a little bit of that today. And in Psalms 56, 9, it says, When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. Amen. I'm going to say this. Faith is not in what you know. It's in whom you know. Oh, I'll write this down. Faith is not just in what you know. Because we can know some things, but faith is in whom we know. In other words, faith in God is experience in, in the trials that he brings us out of. And then we know who God is. Faith is displayed by the answered prayer that God gives us when we pray and we see answered prayer coming into our lives. And then faith is built on the truth of God's word. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And we just don't know scripture. We know him. Now we need to know scripture. But, but even the Pharisees knew scripture but did not know God. Oh, I'm preaching today. The, the, the Pharisees had scriptures memorized. But they couldn't see the grace of God right in front of them. They had, they had knowledge of the word, but they didn't know who Jesus was. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But that's not for us. Glory to God. We know who God is. God is a mighty God. He's mighty to save. Glory to God. So, th- so we know. Some people may, 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 may say this, that you never know what God is going to do. Sometimes you have people say that. They, they, it's a religious saying. Uh, they say you don't know what, what God is eventually going to do. If you read your Bible, you'll know what God is going to do. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you read your Bible, you know what God's going to do. Don't ever say, well, well God is mysterious. His wonders are behold, to behold. Amen. And, and sometimes you hear that, that God is mysterious and his wonders are to behold. A similar saying like that. But, but you know what God's going to do because if you read, his, read the scriptures. I love in Psalms 34, 17 through 19, it says this way. This is what God's going to do. He says, the righteous cry out and the Lord ignores them and does nothing for them. No, it doesn't say that. Uh, and, and, and because you never know what God's going to do. Right? No, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. The Lord hears the righteous and delivers them out of their troubles. Notice that? So if you cry unto the Lord, what is the Lord going to do? If he's going to do it for the Israelites, he's surely going to do it for us. 
If you just cry out to the Lord. The problem is, lots of people aren't crying out to the Lord. Oh, I'm preaching today. Lots of people are crying out to the doctors. They're, 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 they're crying out to their friends. They're, they're crying out to everybody but God. But if you cry out to God, if you cry out to the Lord, what will he do? Man, he will deliver you, glory to God. Amen. He will deliver you out of all your troubles. And then the next verse says, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such who have a contrite spirit. So what is he saying here? He's saying that God is near to the humble. What, what, who are the humble? The humble are the people that know they can't live without God in their life. That's the humble. The humble knows that they got to have the word of God in their life every day. The humble says that I got I to gotta be in church on Sunday morning. I can't just step out of church. I, I got to be in the presence of God on Sunday morning. Why? Because they have a revelation of what God has done for them. Get a revelation of what God has. He has purged you from your sins. He has set you in a righteous place. He has given you eternal life, abundant life, Zoe life, the God kind of life. Amen. When we get a revelation of what God has done for us, you can't, wild horses can't keep us from coming to church, from, from worshiping the Lord. It says here, I love this one, my favorites. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of some of them. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I throw out that because I want you reading the scriptures. Because some people believe that, well, God will handle some of my problems, but I can handle other, uh, part of my other problems. And, you know, yes, yes, God can handle some, but he can handle all. And God doesn't want you handling anything. He wants to handle it all. He doesn't want you saying, well, God, I can take care of this little thing, but if you can take care of this bigger thing. No, no, no. God wants to take care of everything in our lives. From the smallest to the biggest. In other words, if it's a headache, if it's a little cold, or if it's something big, God wants to take care of it. Now, we're talking about that God is for us this morning. And I'm trying to get a revelation and get you rooted and grounded in the idea, no matter what is coming in your life, the enemy is trying to get us to turn away from God. But we will not turn away from God. We will not blame God for our circumstances. We will not blame God for where we're at because God is perfect and he always has our, our best uh, in his mind for us. Do you believe that today? He has our best for us. And Psalms 91, which is really powerful. We're going to look at this. Psalms 91. How many people like Psalms 91? It is the protection psalm. And it says here, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. What is that saying? That's saying that when we're abiding in Him, God is with us and He's standing behind us and His shadow is, is, is covering us. He's saying that we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Why? Because God is with us. I know that God doesn't, he, he, he dwells in light and there's no shadows around him. 
But, but, but he's just saying just the shadow, if there was, we're underneath his shadow. He says, I will say the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Well, you got to get a revelation. Say this, God is my refuge. God is my fortress. I will trust. See, what the enemy's trying to do in the last days is to get us not to trust God. The enemy's trying to get us to throw, and that's basically if you're, if you're fretting or fearing or worrying, really you're basically saying you're not really trusting God to the degree that you need to trust Him. Amen. Why? Because God will take care of us. He says, surely he shall deliver you. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. Notice that. In other words, that God is divine protection. We'll take refuge under his wings. He, in other words, like even an eagle with his eaglets and, you know, they, they cover him up. They protect him. And God is covering us and protecting us. It says here, his truth shall be your shield and buckler. God's word is truth. And his truth will dispel any lie that the enemy is trying to come against us with. And that lie is, you know, a lot of times the lie is, you sure God's going to come through this time? <laughs> That's the lie that the devil will try. You sure? He's come through in the past for you, but will he come through this time? Have you ever, have you ever thought about that? The enemy said, well, yeah, he's, he's come through, but will he come through this time? If he came through last time, he's going to come through this time. He always, he's a come through God. Amen. He's a U-turn God. He's a new beginning God. And he, he's a come through God. Amen. He says, you shall not be afraid of the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Amen. In other words, we're not going to be worried about, you know, you hear these stories of, of, of somebody. I just heard a story of this one young man that, 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 took a gun and shot a bunch of people in his neighborhood. Amen? You don't have to worry about that in your neighborhood as long as you're believing God. We need to be praying for our neighborhoods. We need to be standing in faith and believing. Amen? That that spirit of murder is, is, is being demolished in, in, our, in our neighborhoods in Jesus' name. Your faith can stop the mouths of the lions. Do you believe that today? And it says here, no, so we don't need to be afraid, amen, of, 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 of the enemy coming against us. Why? Because we have divine protection. It says here, nor, uh, it says here, you shall not be afraid of terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. That sounds like a lot of bad things going on. <laughs> amen. In this world, there are a lot of bad things going on. But thank God, God is with us through the process of the bad things that are happening. And it says here, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Hallelujah. In other words, people may be being taken out left and right, 
but it's not going to come near you. Why? Because you believe God. You're making, you're, you are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. You are in His tabernacle of protection. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And He says, but it shall not come near you, glory to God. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made, made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, you are divinely protected from plagues. Glory to God. And I like to say this. Even if for some reason you go through and a plague tries to attach itself on you, it cannot stay on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No matter what the enemy may try to do, I'm telling you, God uh, is saying that it will come near. In other words, it will not hurt you or harm you because you will see the salvation of the Lord. And I love this because it says here, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. Notice that it says that he will give his angels charge over you. How does God, you know, you ever think about this? How does God operate his divine protection over our lives? He does it through angels. Some people think that, you know, that, that God is like, I dream a genie. He just blinks and it happens. Amen. It just appears. No, no. Angelic beings are with us, God's angels, His army is with us, helping us to do what He's calling us to do. Somebody say, I have an angel. It says, you shall tread upon the lion and the crowbar, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample on her foot, because He set His love upon me, therefore I will deliver Him, I will set Him on high, because He has known my name. Amen. So notice it says here, because, you know, this divine protection comes Because we have set our love on God. How many people love God in the house today? Glory to God. You have set your love on God. And because you have set your love on God, He has set His love on you. Somebody say, I love the Lord. Lord. Amen. And He says, He shall call upon me and I will answer Him. He, He will be with Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Notice that he will be with you in trouble. Amen. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So, so what is, what, what's God, what's the outcome for our lives? Long life. What's the outcome for our lives? A great, he says he is going to show us his salvation for us. What's salvation? What does that mean? It means wholeness. He's going to show us wholeness, soundness, preservation, protection, prosperity, and eternal life. That's what, that's what salvation means. Amen. And that's what he's showing us. You know, protection and prosperity and eternal life, the abundant life. Amen. I'm going to say this. Each one of you has an angel that's watching over you and protecting you. I mentioned this before in the series. And in Matthew 18.10, Jesus is speaking here, and he says, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, 
For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. What, what is Jesus saying? Jesus is talking about the children. He's saying that, that, that God has an angel for every child. And just because you grow up doesn't mean that you lose your angel. I'm going to say that again. In other words, just because you grow up doesn't mean you lose your angel. But because, because we're still children in God. And the Bible says, unless our faith becomes like a child. Uh, you know, I'm going to say this. You've got to believe, you know, you got to, uh, you know, some people may say it's hard to believe some of the stories in the Bible. Well, it's not hard for me to believe it. Amen. I believe everything. I believe even the maps in the back of the Bible. Yeah. Glory to God. I believe from Genesis to Revelation. Glory to God. And, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was trying to witness the Lord to them at the gym. And uh, and he had real long hair. And I said, man, you're kind of like Samson. Samson didn't cut his hair. And, you know, he had the grace of God on his life. And he said, oh, yeah, Samson, I heard the story. And Delilah. Yeah, I said, Delilah. Uh, took him out, yeah, and uh, and he said he said um, he said yeah he said um, something like um, uh, it, that's mythology, isn't it? I said no, it's Bible truth, <laughs> and he just took a double take because mythology. See, the devil has mythology; God has truth. Mythology is made up things to, to made up stories, Greek made up stories about these Greek gods, and, 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 and it's, it's all made-up stories. And so the devil has his counterfeit, but God has his truth. And, and Samson, having great strength and doing the feats they did, is truth. And, 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 the, and the Israelites uh, walking on dry ground when, Jesus, when God parted the Red Sea, that's truth. And some would say, well, because at that time the water was really low and they could walk through it. Amen. And that was just some people will try to say that, you know, God doesn't really do miracles. But but I say it's a greatest miracle, a greater miracle, because God drowned the whole Egyptian army in knee deep water. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That's even a greater miracle. But see, some people are trying to trying to preach the miracles out of the Bible. But God, it, I believe that, that, that Jonah was swallowed by a great fish. I believe that. Some people say, I don't believe that. I believe that. I believe that he was swallowed by... I believe that. How many people believe that? And then this one person was in the classroom and the teacher said, uh, you know, she, he was t- they were talking about this Bible story. The teacher said, it's impossible for a, for a fish to swallow a man and spit him out. It's, it's, it's an impossibility. And, uh, and, and, the, and, the, and the little girl that, that learned about it in Sunday school said, uh, you know, I believe that, that, that Jonah was swallowed up. And, 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 and uh, the teacher said, well, what if, he, what if he didn't make it to heaven? And the, and, and the little girl said, well, when you go there, you can ask him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, God's word is true no matter what it looks like. No matter what, you know, you know college right now is so liberal. You, they, they go, the kids are going to college and they're teaching these kids that, you know, that science is king over the Bible. 
And I'm going to say this, Bible and science, they don't contradict. Because the Bible taught that, the, that when, the, when people thought that the world was flat, the Bible even says that the world was round. You know, at one time people thought that the, that the world was flat. Glory to God. But we know it's round, glory to God. And the Bible even says that. Why? We, because the Bible is true no matter what it looks like. So God's angels are over you, amen? In Hebrews 1.14, it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Now think about this. You know, I said this in, in my series that God protected me before I got saved. Notice says that ministering spirits are sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. So God protected you before you got saved. And I'm going to say this. God is protecting your loved ones that you're praying for right now. They may be acting dumb. They might be in darkness right now. But God's divine protection because of your prayers are keeping them until they their eyes are open to see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're, they're, they have angels protecting. Why? Because you're praying for them. And I love Psalms 103 verse 20. It says, bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength. Think about that. God's angels don't get tired. God's angels excel. I'm going to say this. The devil gets tired. You say, what? He's a spiritual being. And the Bible says when, when Jesus was in the wilderness, it said that, 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 that when Jesus uh, overcame the devil in the wilderness, it said the devil left him. Why? He got tired. <laughs> he got tired of losing. Every time the devil knocks on your door to tempt you to do wrong and you say no and you keep saying no, he gets tired and he will leave you for a season. He will stop bothering you in that area. You just have to, how do you overcome sin in your life? Just say no and just keep saying no and just keep saying no and then pretty soon that temptation will leave you. Amen. He will get tired. He'll get weary. But it says here, the Lord's, his angels, they excel in strength who do his word, heeding to the voice of his word. My pastor, Pastor Joe Warren, that raised up this church, uh, that, that apostled this church, uh, started in 86. Uh, he, the Lord gave him a vision and a vision was angels were sitting, he had one angel was, was kind of sitting down like this, one, one like, they're looking bored. And the Holy Spirit revealed to him, until you speak the word of God, the angels are not working for you. Amen. Say so, and so what do we got to do? We got to speak the word of God. I'm calling in finances. I'm calling the angels to bring in finances into Exceed Life Church. That they will move on people's hearts to give. Amen. And, and it's working. Yes. Can angels influence people for good? Yes, yes they can. If the, if, if the devil's angels, the fallen angels, the demonic spirits can influence people for bad. Surely angels, God's angels can influence us for good. I, th I, th I think about this. I, I was in almost in a, in a car. I was in a car accident many years ago. 
going to church on a Sunday night, and, and it was, I may have been going a little fast on the highway, and maybe I was going a little over the speed limit, but even if you go over the speed limit a little bit, your angels are still with you. And, and it was raining, and I, my car was a small little convertible, two-seater, and, uh, and uh, it, uh, it hydroplaned on the highway. And my car did a 360 on the highway. And I, w- and I got, oh, and I said, Jesus! That's exactly what I did. Jesus! I'm telling you, that's the best prayer you can pray. Jesus! And my car was, you know, if I, I get hit with that little car, it's a two-little-seater convertible, I would have been toast. And that could have cost me my life. I was, and I was doing some good. Going to, I wasn't going to a club. I was going to church. And, and my car went three, three, not 180, but 360. And it, and it came back. And you know that guardrail that they have, the concrete guardrail? It, it came that close to hitting that guardrail. It was like that. And there was no cars behind me. And I was like, ooh, glory to God. Woo! Glory to God! And I and I was right by Indian River Road. I just I just drove over there and praise God. What what am I saying? Angels. My mom was visiting a friend in a rural area, and and they had ditches over there by the houses. And my mom was with her friend in the car, and she was in a big Lincoln Town car. And she backed out, and she, and her car went into the ditch. And, she, and the first thing she said is, call the tow truck. No, she didn't say that. She said, the first thing she said was, let's pray. And so they prayed and stood in agreement for a miracle. And in not more than three seconds, I don't even think a minute came by, a, a, tr- a truck pulled up. Two big, huge guys came out of that truck, came and picked the car, the big Lincoln car up, pulled, pulled, pulled it out of the ditch, didn't say a word, Got back in their truck and left. Didn't say one word to my mom. And, and, she, and she looked at her friend and said, Gotta be angels. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Pulled them out. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That is amazing. And I'm, this, is a, this is a Lincoln town car, probably a, a two-ton car, you know, that these guys got into the ditch and lifted it up, didn't say a word, and was out. Normally, angels don't talk too much when they're busy. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? God's divine protection was with my mom, and she didn't have to even call a tow truck. Amen. I wish I had learned that lesson when I fell into a ditch. I was trying, I was trying to, uh, uh, I was young and I was trying to get around, you know, how you have to make a right on red. And so I went on the feeder lane and there was a ditch and my car went right into it. And I didn't have the faith back then to call. I called the tow truck and they pulled me out. My tires were bending underneath. I said, oh, oh, and they were bending and they, they had to pull it out sideways. Amen. But thank God my car survived it. Amen. I don't have that car any longer. Glory to God. Because I got in another car accident. And a guy hit me, broadsided me. And I walked out without a scratch. That was the second car accident I got in. And I walked out without a scratch. And this guy broadsided me, tore my, uh, demolished my car. And I walked away without even whiplash. And I've been in more than, I, and then I was in a third car accident where a car, where a car ran me behind. 
And, and, I, and it didn't hurt me at all. Uh, my brother John was in that car accident. You remember that, John? Amen. And, and nothing. Why? Because God's divine protection is with us. Amen. God is with us. Amen. And in, in 2 Kings, Elijah, this is powerful. This is a quick story about Elijah. And Elijah was given uh, the king um, uh, information about the, Syri- the Syrian king was, was after, was after uh, Israel and was trying to uh, come against Israel by, by doing raids against them. And Elijah was telling the king when he was going to try to do ambushes. And the king got upset and said, Who's, what's going on? Is there, is there a traitor in my, in my ranks? And they said, no, Elijah's uh, hearing your plans in your bed. And so I'm going to say this, God can reveal the enemy's tactics while you're even sleeping at night. And so the enemy was trying to come again. So, so they found out where Elijah was at and, and the Syrians sent his troops. And in 2 Kings, it says, uh, it says here in 2 Kings 6, 14, 18, we'll pick it up there. It says, therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, At last, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear. Notice it says, Do not fear. Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened his eyes, and the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elijah prayed to the Lord and said, Strike the people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elijah. So we see here that that this is a great story here, uh, an account. I believe it's a true story. And, 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 and it, it looked like they were outnumbered. It, it may look like you're outnumbered in your life. It may look like that you're surrounded by enemies all around. It may look bad in your life. But I'm going to say that God has many more numbers for you than the numbers that are against you. And I'm going to say this, and the Bible's very, you know makes it this it's not it's somewhat clear that only a third of the heavenly hosts fell that day when satan fell and there's still thir- two thirds intact in other words there's there's twice as many god's angels as there are demonic spirits are you hearing what i'm saying to you today so so god is for us i remember i'm just i'm just hitting some highlights the apostle paul was on a ship headed to Rome. And in, in Acts 27, uh, it talks about Paul had a, 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 a revelation from the Holy Spirit that they should uh, park the, the boat, keep it from moving, selling out because there was going to be a storm. There was going to be some problems that was going to come up. But they didn't listen to Paul. And they just kept moving out. I'm going to say this. You might need to listen to the man of God sometime. Or you might get into some problems. And so they, they sailed on that boat, and a big storm, a tsunami came about upon that, that boat and tossed that boat to and fro for many days, or a few weeks. They were in a bad situation. And I'm, this is what I'm talking about. 
Paul, Paul, got, Paul got a revelation from an angel. And the angel came to Paul when all hell was breaking loose on that boat and said that you will not lose your life in this boat and none of the people that are with you will not lose their lives as long as they stay all together. And, and, and Paul got that revelation and, and from an angel. I believe that was Paul's angel that was revealing to him that he was going to be safe and that angel was protecting him from all mayhem. Glory to God. And so, and so what happened? Paul made it through. Every person on that boat made it through to the island of Malta. They made it through. And, and even, even God was still with Paul because when he was picking up sticks to, for a fire, the Bible says a viper grabbed onto Paul and, 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 and bit him. And it was a poisonous snake. And the people of, of the island of Malta thought that, that was it. Paul's a goner. And I'm going to say this, the devil will try to wipe you out two or three or four times, but if God has a call on your life and you're walking with God, you will not be taken out by anything. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Not not shipwrecked, not being stoned, glory God, not being snake bitten. It doesn't matter. And Paul knew that the angel said that he was going to minister unto kings in Rome, in Rome, that he was going to Rome to minister the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He knew that he had a mission, that he had a call on his life. And you got to get a revelation that you have a mission and that you have a call. And God is going to make sure that you follow his leading and that you're going to make it to the very end and you're going to come in to the calling and the blessing of God in your lives. And nothing could take out Paul. And I'm saying because he had an angel. Peter had his angel. I preached about this when he was in prison. And he was about ready for execution. And Peter, Peter angel uh, came in. The, all the doors opened. The chains fell off. And guided Paul out, out of that prison. Set him free. And I'm going to say this to you. You have angels that are watching over you and protecting you. And no matter what you're dealing with in this life, God is for you. God is with you. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do you believe that today? Amen. Glory to God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you are with us and you're for us. I thank you, Father God, that we have angelic help at our beck and call. I thank you, Father God, all we have to do is pray and call upon you. And we will see your salvation in each one of our lives. Perhaps you're here today. Perhaps you're visiting or perhaps you're watching online. And you never experienced the love of God. Well, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. And you can experience God's love today. You can have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is call upon him. And so I'm just going to encourage you to pray this simple prayer. And as you pray this simple prayer, I believe that you're going to have a revelation of God's love. You will have God's divine protection in your life. And that he's going to help you in every area of your life. So just say this out loud and mean your heart. Say, dear God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe Jesus was raised from the dead for my justification. Today... I, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. 
And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.